it's official. I'm making a new segment. Meme or meta? We discuss something in the game and we decide if it's a meme or it's a meta. Because I was I was using the TX15 and I was like really trying to like figure out is this a meme or is this meta? <laughs> because I think it's meta. Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, past show analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. And this week I have been delving deep into nostalgia. So I don't know how your week's nostalgia. been, Nostalgia. Uh, I've, been, I've been thinking back to the good old days. Ah, oh, you know, this, there were some, there were some good times. There were some good times by that. Did, I did you ever, did you ever watch a web series called Pure Ownage back in the day? Mm, I the best. don't think so, but it definitely no. rings a bell. Stuff was the best. It's where, you know, boom headshot FPS dog. Like those memes come from, yeah. from like 2004, like so old. Yeah, man, so good. I went, I went properly down memory lane. Like <laughs> the last couple of days, I was just like, oh, so many good memories. Such good times. It's um just funny to revisit it after such a long time, you know. It's mm-hmm. one of those one of those weird moments. One of those weird moments. But uh yeah, I was uh, saying to to you before right, I've been uh, I've been travelling quite a bit this week, so I've not been in the game a great deal. Um so how's how's your week been going? How's your max trader life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean as far as Tarkov goes, yeah, dude, I've been I've been gaming. I've been gaming a lot. I've kinda like surprisingly gotten you know as i'm saying deeper in, into tarkov i kind of mm. suspected that once i hit max trader it's gonna like fall off a bit but i think what kind of like spurred up this newfound motivation to play is i reunited with my old group that got me into tarkov you could say no way That's yeah great. so they haven't played in like a couple of wipes i think some mm-hmm. you know some of them have some of them but yeah, it's been really been really fun, you know, some good old friendly banter and reminiscing of the good old days and it's just kind of it's kind of crazy, man, like just having even one partner in raid just like blown away by how you can cuz what cause what the meta is for this group anyways. I don't know how it is for other groups, but Everyone has a second. Well, most people have a second monitor. I think one person doesn't. Poor guy. But and we have everyone sharing their Tarkov screen through Discord, and it's all on the second monitor. And it's it's pretty pretty taxing, um, performance wise, but also just like mentally. Like if you go into a five man, you have four other monitor, four other screens. Sorry to look at, and Discord doesn't. Maybe there's a feature in there, but it doesn't tell you. Unless you're focused on that monitor, it doesn't tell you whose username is on what screen. So then you have to like remember, okay, like, you know, Bobby's top, uh, Jimmy's second, you know, what sevens is is third. You have to remember the order, so it can get really confusing. And it's just like, yeah. But as I was saying, just having one partner, man, you can look at their screen and see what they see, and you can take the information what you have and sort of like develop a whole new image of information i guess like it's it's so beneficial because it's like 
okay, I'm in this position. Bad guy's here. He's my teammates also in this position. There's no bad guys there. So I know I can do X, Y. Like I, I can infer, infer so much information based off that having that extra thing. So my raids have been going swimmingly playing with <laughs> playing <laughs> with squads. Like it's actually kind of, I don't want to say OP, but it just like feels really good because now it's like, oh, I can ensure my gear and there's a good chance it's going to get ditched for me. Like, it's just like a golden, it's just like the, the 10 commandments of Tarkov, you know, it's like one of the commandments is don't loot your, your, what, how do I say this? Don't, don't be a loot whore. Okay. Don't, <laughs> if, if I kill something, I don't want to see my teammate diving on the body, looting <laughs> instantly. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all, there's like a respect thing there, but same thing goes. It's like, if my teammate dies, you know, it's like, I'm not going to leave his gear behind. You know, you got to you got to fight it and then ditch the gear. You know, that's just like the golden rule. It doesn't matter if we, you know, one one man goes down, we all go down for that insurance fraud. But um, yeah, so I got to kill Killa thanks to my teammate. Oh, wow. running. Okay. Yeah, no, he ran up the escalators. He got shot at. He screamed like a little girl, ran back down, said, said it's probably Killa. Killa didn't chase him, went up. So I already knew Killa was up there. I'm not going to, you know, he... Luckily, he survived, but if that was me, I probably would have ran up there and just died instantly. That's just been my case every single time. But I was able to cheese him by just, you know, oh, I, he was so far away, he didn't aggro at me because he was upstairs and in, in interchange down by a big window. And just, like, right side peek and, you know, shot him in the head, like, three times. And it's so weird because he's just shooting him once and he, like, instantly aggroes, but he doesn't shoot. He's just charging at me. And I don't know if it's that he can't see me because I of the, the right side peaking thing. I, I don't know, but anywho, I got that done. That was like, that made my night. Um, I also got Tarkov Shooter Part 8 done on first try, which cool. was just You did like, it in the first go. How did, you, how did it even happen? Okay, I, I would love to hear other people's strategies, but mine was sort of just like luck of the draw, so I spawned um, like the worst spawn I felt like I could spawn at, which is northern i don't I don't know it's like the you know the train yard station there's like literally nothing there yeah on the old, like in a, the old woods yes and there's like a new or there's the old extract there i don't know what it's called i guess it's like that I one is know. un roadblock i think was it un is something is that what it is okay that's the, it's, the, it's the road and you've got ruaf at the one end with the smoke and then yes. you've got un at the other end it's yeah. the un one I spawn there. I think, okay, let me go Emrecom. Someone's got to loot Emrecom. I wait there for like two minutes outside, you know, looking in. Maybe three minutes, five minutes. I don't know. Nothing's happened. I'm just like, God, dude, I just want to go reset because that was my idea. It's like, I'm going to get the ball rolling off a of spawn kill. So I go to the, to the village, the new area where the car's at to take that extract and just reset. Well, turns out there's two guys fighting. I think I killed them both. I'm not too sure. Yes, that, that was the case. I killed them. I'm not, and I realized that I killed them both. And I'm like, okay, now I got an actual chance to do this. So now I go back to... I was going to go to the center of the map where Sturman spawns. But then he hears shots at Emrecom. And there was two guys there. And I managed to kill one. And I basically cut him off at the extract i ran to the because I, I i was sprinting so much i popped a mule i don't think i had an sj 
but I popped the mule because I looted Nimricom. That's what happened. Forgot when, when I when I first spawned, waited there. I was like, well, let me just loot stuff and reset. So I had like all the yeah. stuff on me. Plus, I had these players, some of their stuff that I killed over by the the new area by the car extract. So I popped the mule. I run all the way over there. When I get there to, to like finally see the guy, I line up the shot, but my stamina's out, so my gun like drops to the ground, and I missed the shot. And it was just like, God, I got to cut this guy off before they because they're probably panicking. You know, they're getting shot at. So sure enough, he's at the runs up the hill at the extract. I managed to kill him. Thank God, because last time I tried that quest, I I lost my mind that day. Like everything was wrong. Rain, <laughs> rain, like rain was going heavy. Visibility was awful. Enemies killing their own teammates right in front of my eyes, taking my kills away from me. Like, yeah, it was it was a miserable experience. But yeah, that's been um, dude, it's been, I've been I've been sucked back then. I'm I'm I want to get max strength because I want to actually test us. Maybe make a video. Maybe by make a video, I just want to like compare level one, level fifty one strength, and just see the difference. Um just real basic nothing like crazy just to have it like logged there i guess for people to see yeah because what's like speed and like jump height and stuff like things you can jump upon with max strength that you couldn't otherwise that kind yeah of stuff too. especially with inertia that's really what i want to see because i've heard people say that inertia sorry strength basically means you get less inertia which i don't know how true that is i don't know if that's a weight thing or if that's a movement speed thing right so i don't know yeah because it's like you move faster so that make it feel like the inertia is less and then you don't feel right. the effects until later because well i mean elite strength is just insane in terms of weight because you hardly anything counts right that's mm. the crazy thing about elite strength. it's one of those funny things that i actually forget quite often how good the elite skills are because i never get them i don't play enough um, right, and so I always forget. I always forget what the elite skills actually are. But um, I think strength is one of the ones which is like when you hear about it, you're just thinking to yourself, "This is insanely good." Because I I forget. But is it your? Is everything that you're physically wearing on you? It's not loot in bags or secure container, but it's your armor, your helmet, your headphones, your weapon. I think both slots as well. I think yes, both slots count. So anything that's physically on you, and I don't know if the bag itself weighs or, or doesn't, but it doesn't really matter once you've excluded the the guns, the armor, the helmet, and the headset. I mean, it's just loot after that, and then you've also got a really high threshold before you get overweight anyway, because the strength is at fifty one. It's compounded, so, yeah. So it's um, so it's pretty nuts, um, and then you're moving faster, etc. So yeah, it'd be interesting to know which parts of it are. Oh well, inertia feels less because you just move whatever it is, 16% faster. I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. number, but you've moved that a little bit quicker and so it feels like it's less or whether it, the number is actually decreased. If you did a lean, for example, is, is that lean faster because of strength? It's probably not, but I don't know. It's one of those things you can't right. really tell until you test it. So no, that'd, be, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to, to check. But yeah, I think that's, that's one, for you, one for you to try. I don't know what my strength is now, but it's, it's not really very high. It's... Uh, yeah, people, I think strength is leveling faster than it ever has, but it's not something that I'm going to get, I don't think, any anytime soon anyway. Well, out of curiosity, do you know off the top of your head what your stats are for strength will, and endurance? I will reopen it. You know, it's funny because I keep having the game open and it keeps closing on me and ever since they put this AFK thing in. <laughs> the game's always, every time I come back to it, the game's shut again because I've, I've been 
I've been away too long. So I'll mm. I'll open it up and then I'll I'll tell you in a second once it's loaded. <clears throat> but it's not it's not that many because I've I don't know we, we could put, compare raids as well because I've not well sure. maybe I've played I don't know I've I played a lot of scav raids so that's where all the well the individual little raids have gone but in terms of PMC runs some of them are throwaway kind of just running through grabbing stuff questy type things but there's there's probably I probably haven't run that many really but. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. The one that I always find fascinating is the search one, because that seems yeah. like something that was unintended, because I didn't realize until I started watching people's streams and really actually paying attention, because the search one is, it's one of those things where you can see how people use it. And it's, you search a bag or some container, and there's a chance to instantly search. But given that you can just cancel the search, that's why people then just spam it. So you go click, cancel, click, cancel, click, cancel until you hit, you proc the chance right. to instantly search yeah. the entire bag and then you search it straight away. So it may as well just be instant search chance. Sure. It's, it's quite funny just because of the way it works. Like it, that makes sense if you couldn't cancel the search. Or once you've started searching, then it's always going to be a long search. You couldn't cancel and get the chance again to redo it. It seems unintended how good that is, in, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. So, 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 so. Level 39. I'm indeed level 39. I was actually surprised by that, but I managed to complete the therapist quest because I started running Moonshine. I didn't end up finding it in Emmercom or anywhere else. Oh. I found the ophthalmoscope through the Moonshine case. And then I found the tank battery also through the Moonshine case and finished the regulator materials one as well. And then uh, crafted the LEDX in the hideout. So I'm a complete fraud when it comes to completing <laughs> these quests. <laughs> I didn't find any of them in Raid at all. Which is pretty, it's pretty pathetic, to be honest with you. But <laughs> anyway, so so I'm level 39 now. I have 315 raids. I have 59% survival rate. And I have level 19 endurance and level 14 strength. My skills are very low. Level 19 endurance, level 14 strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how many raids do you have? I have 315. Oh, interesting. So this is probably just a play style difference i have 367 raids i'm i wonder if that counts scav raids also i don't think it does i know um but i have 24 endurance 25 strength and yeah i suspect it's just a play style thing and and i'm i'm considering uh depending yeah i don't know i'm not really sure because i'm so I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there's a shotgun magazine. I think it's the MP. I already see you smiling. <laughs> you already know some screenshots on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think is it one of the, is it the six rounder or something? I've I think it's a five rounder actually. In detail, okay, but it's a it's one slot, I think, or two. E, it's a one slot, yeah. So it's I think it's a five rounder one. I don't know, but. The reason why it works is because you can, it weighs decently heavy, I think. I'm going to see if I can find it, but I guess you, in theory, you could. So let me, let me start like this. So the old, or one of the metas for grinding out strength was shotgun cells. Well, someone figured out that Jaeger sells the magazine and it weighs decently heavy and since you can insure it 
you can always just ditch it because that's kind of the downside of doing the shotgun shell thing was yeah you could stack up the 20 and you know sure they were cheap but you were constantly spending that money here we go so it's the mp153 um five shell and it weighs almost a whole kilogram so wow that's actually really good um yeah that's actually really good so i'm debating about doing that because um <laughs> it's just gonna be a lot qu- it's gonna expedite the process you know i don't want to do it in a thousand more raids <laughs> if i can do it yes. in you know 200 raids so probably because the other part that i understand is how it works both it i want to say for both strength and endurance but we'll say definitely for endurance the skill points that are accumulated before the system checks for the um skill exhaustion right mm-hmm. happens when you finish your sprint so if you do an extremely long sprint in theory you could actually exceed the cap for the skill exhaustion and get those extra points that you normally wouldn't be able to get and i and i assume that works for strength as well but i don't know so long story short sj6 coming to raid just barely over rate you know go to the spot i want to go and then as i'm looting just start dropping mags and and you know moving out and then rinse and repeat i mean i i tried the previous wipe i did it or a couple wipes ago i did something similar a little bit of shotgun shells but i just got so bored i just couldn't even be bothered and i will say having the air air filter like i i notice you know we get like a pop-up that endurance leveled up strength leveled up like it definitely does help once you stack all the hideout bonuses um so you've never gotten max strength before or max endurance all max endurance i've never had max endurance no okay i mean that's one thing i haven't even built the air filter because the problem with me is that i'm not nor i don't normally play for three hours the only time i ever play for three hours is when i stream i never play for three hours otherwise i'm like i play for like 30 minutes and then like yeah 30 minutes like over and over (laughs) with stuff in between that's usually the way it goes so it doesn't really make sense for me to put it on to be honest i have enough money so i'm I could, I could, I could just do it. Sure. So, so it's fine. But yeah, it's it's one of those. It's just one of those weird things. Is I think this is also a symptom of kind of. I've been saying basically every week. I've been hard tasking. I've been hard tasking. I've been hard tasking. Because like, how many PMC kills do you have, right? Because you you don't have that many more raids than me. You've got like fifty more raids or something. I have one hundred and thirty six PMCs killed, which is like really low, because I've just been trying to level, right, and that. Partly is the, I guess, my survival rate is sort is sort of higher for that, but sort of lower because sometimes I do stupid runs just to finish the quest. So it's kind of like on the highish end, but not like crazy high as if I was like playing every single one really seriously. Because sometimes I just go with almost nothing and just run through and grab, you know, put the documents in the thing and run off. Yep. Sometimes I die three times and or whatever. Um, but I like leave it till the end. I don't know, it's, it's one of those crazy things. It's like definitely a very specific sort of weird. It's not, it's not even really playstyle. It's just like, I'm just trying to maximize the sure. XP from questing. So that's, that's kind of how it ends up going. I could see why it ended up like this. But um, 
Oh yeah, I'm, I was just about to ask you because you were talking about strength before. Do you actually know what the most efficient way to level up strength itself actually is? Is it just running whilst very slightly overweight? Is that the best way? To my knowledge, yes. Because I know you get it whilst you're walking too. I believe if you're overweight anyway. But yes. I imagine it's at nowhere near the same rate, and I don't know when the game checks for. Maybe That's it checks continuously if you're walking. It's always worth doing a bit of a test on it because. Yeah, I've heard that before about the the whole pop all the stims, do as long a sprint as you physically can to get past the, the cap, basically, and get as many points as you can in one go. Yeah, so it's, that's actually worth checking because I don't I don't know exactly well like how many points you can get before it goes red. Because part of the problem is that you can't well cheesing it is in in a different way is a bit difficult because with like something like sniper skill you can reload the most in a bunch of times and then you can go about your business and then after five minutes if you haven't done if you're not using a sniper that is but if you're doing using something else you take it in as well or even the just the cheap vpo and then after five minutes you go oh, okay well i can reload it again now because the skill exhaustion thing's gone but if you're doing strength or, exor- or endurance it's very difficult not to get xp because you have to not get xp for that five minute period and that's almost impossible to do in you can't do it in you know otherwise it's just lying there perfectly still for five minutes it's just not yeah. really something that you well, want to be doing and that's yeah it's not really efficient either because you run around and then live for five minutes but then you've got to do something you've got to do something for five minutes like it, it the whole thing is just a bit silly so i don't know whether it is just doing that sprint with all the stims on trying mm-hmm. to go as long as you can or i guess you want yeah it's all the stamina stims and go as long as you can in one run and i guess if you do yeah if you have sg6 and some of the others as well you could probably go for a really long time yeah, um, I think one thing you could do if this was, I believe I did it in the past. I, I feel like I remember checking, but so with going back to the shotgun shells, what I would do is, you know, sprint in the interchange. Once I got inside or at my first loot location, I would drop all the shells so that I'd be underweight and I would loot and then. The idea was eventually later in the raid, I would be overweight. So then I would get back into the, uh, you know, zone where I could get that those extra points or not extra points, but the not penalized basically to avoid the penalty. Yeah. So you could do like that, but it's not really reliable, and it's just something you could do, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because that's the, th- I don't know how the skill XP scales in terms of difficulty, but yeah, sitting here at like level 14 and level 20 something that you are thinking like, man, how, how much more time will it take to get to 51 or something? It seems a bit daunting. Yeah, it does, but I think, I think the hard part is. At least in the previous time I was doing it, was that because you were as you get up higher, it becomes harder to become overweight. So you mm. you're almost like incentivized to cheese it if you want to actually level it. Yeah, yeah, in a weird way. I don't know. It's it's weird, but that's that's the difficulty of it. I think because like it, right right now I'm using um the what is this uh the MMAC rig. And mm-hmm. I mean, that thing's like barely light. So it's like, 
from 24 kilos with this DVL and pistol and a couple nades and backpack. I mean, it's just like, yeah. So it's, I don't know what, how much extra weight I would need to have. Like, how do I even know what my overweight limit is until I actually to go on the inventory and check or start looting stuff? Like, it's kind of a difficult thing. Yeah, in, indeed, indeed. Although none of my levels are really that high, except obviously for metabolism. Because mm-hmm. our MCs, they're thirsty boys. You yeah. know? They're real thirsty boys. They really are. I, my metabolism is level 33. It's nearly double my next highest level. <laughs> that that was one thing that I did um, focus was anytime I picked up any food, except for like chocolate, something like yeah. that, you know, um, just eat it. And, you know, I had max metabolism when I was like mid thirties, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, which it's as far as like, so when you hit max metabolism, so I, I'm, I'll pull up the skill here. So level 51 gives you enhanced food and drink positive effects by 50%. So I drink a water and it just like instantly get hundred hydration every time. And the elite skill is zero chance of dehydration and exhaust exhaustion effects, which how I understand it is I don't tick damage from the being dehydrated. Yeah. However, I'm not positive, but I still feel like I'm losing stamina from being dehydrated. I don't know if you notice this, but when you're dehydrated, I feel like your stamina regen is less. Sometimes it can be, it can be a degen if you're overweight, especially. Like, if you're just barely overweight, you'll start degening just a little bit. Mm, yeah, I can never, I, I never really put myself in that state, so I, I'm not actually sure. I know if you get actually ex- exhaustion, then your stamina bar just stops going up, but that's really the only time that I ever notice it, was when I get into a really critical state. I do know you said about not eating chocolate. I made chat cry one time eating an Al Yonk <laughs> on the way to extract, because it was the only food that I had in my bag, yeah, and I was like, yeah. everyone was like, no, you can eat the... And this was... This was in the GPU wipe as well, the, the Bitcoin wipe. And so it was, you know, no, not the 50K. Just like, <laughs> just chomp your way through 50 grand. <laughs> it was funny. But that's that's really the only time. The rest of the time, I normally think about it and bring stuff in and then make sure that I'm not, um, I'm not going to, yeah, get dehydrated or whatever. Because it's, it used to be, I think it used to be so that it took you longer to get dehydrated previously. I think they, they did change it at some point, didn't they? Because previously you got to a certain level of metabolism and then you just didn't have to worry about it anymore because it took so long that it didn't matter whereas now you don't you still get dehydrated the same you just the food that you do drink the food that you do eat and the the drinks that you drink give you more um and then you get the the stims effect as well don't you you get the reduce of the time of the negative effects of stimulants which is kind of cool oh you take okay. stuff as a side effect actually Really good with the mm. ETG and your five ETGs in your injector case meta. I yeah, didn't it's really that. strong. It's really strong with the yeah. injectors. Yeah. So is that is that a elite perk or is that just throughout the? Uh, that's just throughout. That's just throughout. So, so mine okay. at level thirty three. Mine is a thirty three percent negative. I got reduction. you. Got you. Huh. Yeah. So that just scales as you go, mm-hmm. which is which I always thought was kind of cool. Because someone, someone was telling me the other day that they use the Abdul boss all the time. Really? I, was like, I don't even know I what was that like, does. Really? 
Well, this is the thing. They were like, oh, yeah, I use it constantly. It gives you some really good stuff. And it's like endurance plus 10, strength plus 10, stress resistance 10, sorry, 20, charisma 20. Who cares about that, though? Stamina recovery, like half a point. But the thing is, it's, it's 1,800 seconds. It's like a, a seriously long time. And that's the deal. But you, you lose memory, intellect, and attention. And then there's all the random ones, which is like pain chance, 25%. Okay, that's Abdominal bleeding, 25%. Hydration, 25 Energy, 25 Damage taken, 25% chance of having that, plus 20%, which, which is awful. So we were talking about that a bit, just like, oh, you can pop the, the Obdol boss. And then depending on what you get, that determines the kind of rage you're going yeah. on. So if, if you get damage taken plus 20% for like literal eternity, then, that's, then now it's a loot run you know <laughs> yeah kind of kind of funny how that, that works out the one that probably annoyed me the most actually i don't know whether you, you could probably get pain to go away just with painkillers but tunnel effect for 1800 seconds man that's that's not good that's not uh, good i just think the pain would be the worst like you mean m80 just one taps you now like i don't know it just that would just feel really bad or sorry oh, the, yeah. the damage the sorry, damage, like the one. damage yeah here. yeah 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 that's that's pretty bad yeah you got to be kind of careful because i think um i think mule does the same doesn't it i'm not sure if i have a mule to hand but mule also increases your damage taken i think it's 10 percent or something yes yes something like that yeah, so you yeah. have to be a little you have to be a little careful you know a little yeah. careful but um i don't find i haven't been in too many situations i was nearly in a situation where i needed to use the mule the other day because i am very slowly and carefully getting mm-hmm. through Punisher 6. I'm basically only doing it on stream <laughs> and I play like a couple of shoreline raids and we get through it. We had one which was really nuts and went to weather station and there was like a huge fight and then I ended up killing four guys and I'm not sure if they were, I think three of them were definitely on the same team. One mm. dude had killed three people inside weather station. I killed three outside weather station and another guy who came in afterwards who I'm not sure was on the same, their, their team or not. But it was really weird and so there was seven bodies in there <laughs> and ended up trying to min max take everything we were probably in there for 20 minutes looting trying to fit everything in at some point i just had to cut it and say no chat no more like you're not baiting me into taking any more stuff i know that's more efficient i don't care anymore we just need to go but it was so late and i was like well everybody's everyone on the maps here they're all dead on the floor so i didn't even <laughs> bother using it i just wandered over because we still had 18 minutes or something so we just wandered out the map just enormous um Doing a bit of the the old the old crawl stand up yeah. sprint crawl stand up sprint crawl, which was quite fun, but that was good. That was with again the being tactical, but that was with the the lower recoil SVD, which I mentioned last time was working, and yeah, it's it's, it's still working. So I'm I'm kind of close. I've not I'm just trying not to force it too quickly because I don't need to finish that quest. But I'm on yeah, got that was another another four kills in that raid, and and then a, a dead raid didn't really see anybody, but. The problem with doing it like that is just it, it takes a while because some raids here you just don't see anyone and you end up in a really cool fight and you kill a couple of people, but it takes you an hour and a half to get into that one yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, so after playing a couple of raids first, you know, a bit of factory, a bit of this, a bit of that, and okay, and then we'll do some Punisher raids and then two raids and then the stream's over, you know? So that's kind of the thing at the moment. I'm like, oh, is it another, another stream, another more shoreline, more Punisher? Maybe. But slowly working the way, slowly working my way. But it's, it's nice though that it's the the slump is kind of over, and um, the raids are actually going well for once. Like four, I had four kills on woods the other day with the M, the semi auto M four build, and then four mm. kills on shoreline with the SVD. I'm like, no, this is this is working out. And 
I'm actually playing slower. Maybe that's again another thing on, on the stats too. I'm playing even slower than I don't normally play that slow. I'm just kind of in the middle usually. Mm-hmm. But with the recall changes and stuff, I just found and going through that period of just getting really dicked on. <laughs> I revisited everything and kind of changed my style a bit. And I've ended up coming out the other end playing semi auto and like much more tactically, I guess, and yeah. more cautiously. And not being I don't know. There was a part of me that was kind of like, I don't I don't want to sit here in this one place and listen and stuff. I want to be going around the map doing cool stuff. And I don't know. A part of me has just kind of taken a chill pill a little bit and gone, it's okay to sit, listen to the shots, find out where people are, move in, you know, try and get third party kills. Because it's it's also kind of comes back to what you were saying about, you know, I'm playing on my own, right? I need every I need to give myself every advantage that I can because yeah. If I come up on against a duo and the guy kills me, there's no way in hell I'm getting any of my stuff at all when it gets shared between two dudes. If I kill a duo, they're probably getting some of their stuff back because I can't take all of it. So there's this weird asymmetry, and I've spoken about this ages ago in some video in the videos about insurance, but this is a long time ago. But there's a weird asymmetry there where being solo is just so bad compared to being in a squad. It's like your chances of getting your stuff back is so diminished. As in the squad, it's very, very high. And also because of the numbers, you're more likely to be able to win the fight in the first place. And it's like 1v2, you have to kill both people. If it's 2v1, this, this is kind of four outcomes. You know, the, the two kills you use outright and you get stripped of all your stuff. You kill one and they, the other kills you and you lose all your stuff. The one kills you and, well, no, you kill the other one and the first one, and the second one kills you and you lose all your right. stuff. Or you kill both of them and then you get to take half their stuff. <laughs> So it's like the the, yeah. the four of the four outcomes. It's it's like in three of them you're getting all of your stuff taken, and in one of them you can't even take all the gear that you that you came in with. So it's like yeah. I left so much stuff up at Weather Station. I was taking obviously individual attachments and stuff. So I had I had um, four grips and lots of things like that. But most of the people there were getting all their guns back because they're just not efficient to take. And yeah. on your own. I'm not going to be taking 74Ns. I'm not taking AKMs. It doesn't really matter how modded they are. Maybe I took the best one with, that I could with me, and maybe because I can't buy some of the stuff, I might take one that's got a Troy and the QARS. Right, rail, right. Something along those lines that I can't buy myself. Yeah. But other than that, because you can't take those guards off or anything, most of the time they're just staying on the floor. If it's not going in my second slot, it's just staying on the floor. So, and... Yeah, you get most of that stuff back and the pistol grip and whatever else you put on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a funny one. It is it is a funny one. It's so heavily weighted. But Nikita doesn't really want people playing solo. He said he, he's actually said that, and the game is really designed for team play. So I don't know. It's it kind of makes me more stubborn in some ways to be solo and less, but then also less apologetic about being slightly more. I mean, you could call it ratty in some ways. But I think now it's like, well, the game's harder to run around with laser beam guns and that kind of thing. So you have to get an, an edge some other way. And it seems to be working. <laughs> so I can't really complain. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see how things go. But yeah, it's it's kind of different. It feels different. It does feel different. I even did a whole bunch of running around on factory and getting shot in the head. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, this doesn't feel like it did before. It's weird. Something's changed. Maybe it's me. I don't really know. Inertia and the catalyst of the game and then me changing as well i'm not i don't know very very odd very very odd yeah i will say 
you know, like a weird thought occurred to me. Maybe it's because I played with the squads, but um, there was a day where I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just SJ6 and just grind shoreline, farm money. I think I was working towards solar power and um, I was just getting ass handed to me, man. It was like, I might have said this last, last week even, I don't remember, but, you know, either, I think I did say this last week, yeah, so either I would, you know, the raid would be empty and I would just loot and scoot as like fast as possible or I would just get in, loot a few buildings and just get head eyes by someone. And then like the thought occurred to me playing with squads, it was just like I'm going to SJ6 to the resort. Why am I going to go all this trouble looting everything just to like you know I'm on the third floor, let me go downstairs and then there's a guy sitting there waiting for me. Why don't I just sit first floor just holding the choke points? The the only like three ways they can enter the building. Well, I guess four. Like they go up the metal stairs to the roof, but that's pretty rare. And it's just like, yeah, why why should I not do that? You know what I mean? That just makes that just makes like why am I gonna loot do all the work looting for someone for them to kill me when I could just sit there, eliminate all the threats? Like we just played a raid last night. We we're like outside the resort and I was like on the roof with another guy and, and we, we weren't really first there and come to find out, you know, there's a guy and, and West and there's two teams or sorry, a two man inside. They were basically just stuck inside a room on wood. Like they couldn't go anywhere. I mean, if they run out, they die. So they ended up just like trading with a couple guys and nades went off. Like it was just, you know, they went all through all that trouble just to get pin pinched out of a room. Like it's just, Kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know, but if you, as far as like the mentality of I'm going to get there first to get the loot first, it kind of just makes sense that I'm going to get there first to hold the choke point to prevent you from (laughs) killing me later in the raid. You know what I mean? I don't know. This weird, weird thing that occurred to me was so I might start doing that a lot more. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, like, especially on shoreline, like shoreline just makes so much sense. You can't really do it on like interchange or. Maybe a little bit on customs. I did, I did feel really bad. I'll, I'll be quick. I, I went to new construction, like across from Stronghold, Alamo, whatever you want to call it. And like we spawned new gas, and I just like ran straight there. And I was just, I was been messing around the TX fifteen, and sure enough, I hear shots near bus stop, and it's two players shooting at scabs. Well, pop both them in the head. Okay, and then like a few seconds, I I just like immediately like run down, loot them really quick, run back up into my little you know bird's nest up there, <laughs> and I hear shots by uh, pocket watch, and it's yeah. like two <laughs> two penis helmet guys <laughs> kill them. I was like, oh man, those guys were new, you know whatever. I'm just like I don't loot them. I just keep surveying the area. I hear more suppressed shots. I look. As soon as I look, the guy sees me, but it's too late for him because I'm already like pulling the trigger on his head. And his teammate is, as I'm killing him, his teammate is prone diving on the body that I didn't loot, <laughs> and I kill him. So I got like six PMC kills wow, that raid. Oh my god! And all I did was just sat and camped and waited for people to shoot or get shot at by scabs. Like it was kind of like, yeah. dang, this is. And I got so much loot, I couldn't even yeah. loot all this stuff. I was like, dude, Mike, you got to come loot these bodies. I can't. I can't. I, I had I had like six helmets in my my backpack. It was crazy. 
one of them had a pilgrim so I, yeah it was just like dude why am i even like rushing to the loot just let the loot it's like yeah anyways i know what you mean i know what you mean <laughs> how, how have you found the tx by the way because it, it's kind of i had a little fiddle around with the builds and it's actually mm-hmm. not that dissimilar i mean it's basically the same as the m4 really it's got a little bit more ergo i think and, and that's about it but if you're using the m4 and semi it's, it's kind of the same deal i think they've all got it's got the same feel and stuff so it probably feels quite good but you're that's basically the same gun that i've been using which is mm-hmm. you know 556 with i assume 55a1 yeah out of a semi-auto with probably 40-ish re- recoil i would guess yeah all right new it's official i'm making a new segment meme or meta we discuss something in the game and we decide if it's a meme or it's a meta because i was i was using the tx15 and i was like really trying to like figure out is this a meme or is this meta (laughs) because i think it's meta (laughs) i think it's i i think it might be a bit of a both and here's why as you said it feels the same as if you're shooting an m4 on semi right and like the base gun is stats wise, I think it has like seven more ergo and like two less recoil than like the base M4. Like the something like that. It's the cl- lower it's very receiver. Close, slightly yes. better, yeah. Something like this, right? And the only way you can get it can you buy the, the lower off a of dealer? I don't know if you can. I don't know. You might need to buy the whole gun. I, I think you have to buy sure. the whole gun. And the whole Let gun is quite expensive off the fleet. Uh, people are selling lowers. But yeah, you, you have to buy. Yeah, exactly. So it's skier. It's because it comes with the Thunder Beast. That's why. Yeah. The 210k. This is expensive. Or. This one's actually not too bad. You can have a really awful version for mechanic for two GP coins and two pressure gauges, which has the worst stock in the game, the Troy thing with all the ergo and that horrible EOTech site with the flip on zoom. Hey. And it's got the wave. Some people like it. It's, <laughs> and it's got the skeletonized AR-15 grip. I mean, it, it's. I mean, this gun. It looks awful to me. I well, think it terrible. does have the Mur upper, which is kind of nice. But that's the one redeeming factor. <laughs> that's out of all those parts. That's two. Yeah, it's sixty-three ergo and sixty-four recoil, which is pretty pretty meh. But yeah, no, you're you're right. You you can't really get the the base so weapon. That's kind of the bothersome part is that you have to pay a premium, and it's like, what are you really getting? Because here's the thing, it's like, you're going to, right, so if you're going to compare M4 to TX-15, let's just give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, you know, it it does perform better um, as far as like recoil goes. Like it's, it's, and I say that because it's hard to tell because you're semi, if you're going to compare to, you're going to fire semi-auto because the TX can't go full auto. So, it wouldn't, you know, you just can't compare that. But because you're firing semi-auto, the recoil differences are so tiny. And, yeah, I mean, the stats, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I got the recoil to, like, 28 on just, like, the most ridiculous, like, full <laughs> recoil parts. And, I mean, it felt pretty pretty good, but it was just still kind of, like, I don't know. So, that's kind of the first issue is, like, you're paying a premium 
to give up full auto, but you're like, what are you really getting in return? Then, and the second issue I thought was, why not just build a SR25 or a, you know, M1A or an RFB or you know something that just fires a beefier round? I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird gun because then it's like. Oh well, if you have max level traders, then it kind of makes sense to do because then you can get all the good parts like the Mur Upper, the what is that one tube called? The Advanced Tube. Advanced Tube, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the PRS stock, I guess. I'm sure some grips and oh yeah, you get the Meta Suppressor from Peacekeeper Four. And it's a co-suppressor but, and the Growl Grip. Uh, yes, you I've know. I've been messing around with it recently. Yeah. You know. And then it's like, but you get the ammo that's like budget friendly. I just, I just don't know where it fits. So I'm not too sure, but I will say I've been using it. I've been using 20 rounders, true DMR role player right here um, to get that extra ergo. Like I tried, I tried a really high, like a 90 ergo build and it just didn't feel like I was actually getting anything meaningful. Like there was one instance where I was scouting or like tracking a guy and he went behind cover and yes, I could hold the one times or six times for a really long time. But if I hold the six times, I can't tell if he's going to go left or right. I would have to like move my six times to check those two positions. Right. Because yeah. my vision cone is so small, I can only see one entrance, one exit. So if I go one times, then it's like, okay, now I can see both. But I'm going to go six times once I find out what he's doing. I could just not scope in and basically have the same vision cone. I don't know. It, it, it just I'm just not sure holding the gun for that long really has any pros to it. You know what I mean? I do. I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because and, and this is the same problem that I've been having the whole time. And when we were discussing about our ergo thing before, yes. it's like the advantages just don't outweigh the the trade off that you're making in terms of recoil because it feels so good to fire if you go recoil. And the ergo thing, yeah, it's okay. And if you're really stealthy and tactical, waiting for somebody, then you can be you can be prone anyway, and then it's then it's fine. The stamina thing's not an issue. So, right. and as you say, you don't need to be zoomed in one times. You can just not just have the gun in point shoot mode, wait to see the guy and then zoom in on six. Yeah. Bam, bam. Because even if you're in on one, you have to click it and a lot, and you get that weird thing on it, except on most, there's some guns like the SP98 where the scope click is just seamless and doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm, on a lot of them, mm-hmm. it depends which weapon, it depends which scope, but some of them have that strange click when you move from one to four. So you're almost better off not using one, being on four, and then right. zooming in straight to four, because it's you. less, less. I don't know, off-putting when you mm-hmm. change from one magnification to the other. I find that sometimes, anyway. But I think my my immediate answer to you before saying I think it's mm-hmm. meta was really based around the the fact that the weapon acts pretty much identically to the M4 that I've been using, and it's been really good. Less so whether the TX in and of itself is meta or not because this is the thing i don't think it's worth going for the tx over building an m4 which is cheaper and has almost identical stats and use case with the same mods 
with full auto as well because i did actually i've quite enjoyed having full auto with a laser i've enjoyed that but yeah. you know, point blank it's it's still good it's still good and right. having 800 rpm is still nice when somebody's right up in your face yeah and you just with them with the 55a1 and they they die they die a lot of the time it's great and so you can probably take that disadvantage on the recoil thing which is really nothing and the ergo and to have those extra features i think it's worth it but i do i do genuinely think that that hybrid m4 which is not designed for full auto or ranges because it just doesn't work now anyway and doing that semi thing most of the time and then switching it to full auto for you know those close encounters that's when i think it's really good and and that's that's kind of where my enthusiasm has come from for this category of, of weapons so to speak mm. I've, I've been using the, the 20s as well a little bit and i ended up switching back to the the 30s just not because i was running out of ammunition or anything just because i didn't think there was really much point in decreasing my mag by such a large amount because you get what six i'm just looking now i think you get six ergo yeah you get six ergo for going to the 20s just like is it is that in, is that enough Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm not You're trading sure. I, a third yeah. of your mag capacity for six points to ergo. Yeah, exactly. And then, and that also then answers the question of, well, why not an SR or something? Because, well, you can get a 30-round mag and you can potentially go full auto with the M4. So, yeah, TX, fine. Maybe you just go for something with a, a larger caliber that you can still get down to a good recoil level. Although I've not really done a full comparison between the two and how much did it cost to get... Because to get, to get the SR and the M1A to 40-something right. recoil is Very pretty expensive. expensive, I think. Whereas you can get the M4 category of weapons down to the 45 region. It's easy to get to 50-something, like 53, for example, without getting the meta stuff. But if you get one or two sparing pieces of the really good parts then you can end up in that 40 zone and you have good ergo and you have 30 round magazines and you have full auto capacity there's a lot of extra stuff i think that you get which I, maybe does justify it. i don't know but i need i need to play around with with them because i think it's interesting i think they're both really good i think this is the problem and this is the problem i think they're actually both really good in in this wipe too and mm-hmm. so trying to choose between two things that are both really good i think is quite tricky because i was looking at the sr and i was thinking man you can you can get this guy down to some decent recalls as well. Yeah. One thing, actually, just before I take a, a short breath for, for Aaron, let you speak for a second. They moved the the um is it well, I can't remember what the exact name of it is, but the RSAS handguard, they moved it. Did I say this last week? They moved it from the M4. Yes. You... So it's off the M4, but it is on the SR25. Right. I think it's the best handguard there. Maybe maybe I did say this last week. So I was looking, I was playing around with SR and I haven't, I'm going to do something on it at some point, but I haven't really played with it yet, this this wipe so far. But I think it's good. I think it's, I feel like it's really good. I've played with it once when I did the drop stream and it felt great. And you can, <laughs> you can do some cool stuff with it and attach the, the cheap four grips because it's all M-lock and I don't know, it felt, it felt good. I, th- I think it's a good weapon. You can, I don't know if it was like this last wipe. I don't think it was, but you can throw it on the mutant as well. I don't know. Well, I can't see the mutant, so right. I'm not allowed to play with the mutant because I okay. haven't done. I need do one you more call if you could do it last swipe because I don't think you could. What on the mutant? You mean? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think they changed mm. the. 
I think they. Ch- I, I think this is apparently more realistic. Somebody, I can't remember whether it was in my Discord or on Reddit or something. Someone was talking about it somewhere, saying that you know it go, it's on the RSS kind of by default, right? It's like a three hundred eight AR. Um, yeah, what's it called? The, it's basically the, the larger caliber. And there's there's something that's like missing on the AR fifteen star weapons. With like you, you can't the put ga- it on or the something. Luck. I guess. I'm, I'm I'm no expert. I think I think it was even more specific than that. I think it was oh. some particular pin or something that's just like not on the M4. Oh, for okay, okay. I think um, I know what you're talking a, about. A, apparently, apparently, but I'm I'm an, I'm not Allegedly. really. A... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I think it's like an AR10 versus AR15 thing, supposedly. So. I don't know. But yeah, you can get it on, on the SR now. I was play- yeah, so I was playing with the SR. I think you can get that to 46, mm-hmm. I think. But you need to have the death to all ergo stuff on. But you can change those things over and then it's it's kind of okay. And as we said, with semis, it's not as, not as punishing because you don't need the recoil to be silly because you're only firing in semi anyway and it makes a big difference it's like right using, that's and that was my experience with the m4 right it's like using it in semi-auto you're just like oh if this feels like complete worthless trash on full at 55 recall and it's totally usable in semi totally yep. usable and 55 a1 really kills people in yeah. 12 because not everybody's running good like higher end mid mid tier class fives and and level six armor and they're using class four and it just drills straight through everyone but this was the thing I was noticing with one of the builds I was doing, the really high ergo one. I was using the mini monster suppressor, which isn't mm. a good suppressor for recoil, but is really good for ergo. Like it's indeed, dude, it only subtracts like seven, like it subtracts hardly any for a suppressor or hardly subtracts anything. And the other interesting note, which is not really a, a pro in any way, but you're gone. The suppressor doesn't add any extra cells to the gun as far as like, Inventory storage. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, oh, which is cool, that. but not really a good thing for you. <laughs> for you. <laughs> in case you die and it gets looted. But it's kind of cool. Um, As I was saying, yeah, it's great. I had a really high ergo, but, you know, 40 recoil, I could actually fill the, the standing, you know, using the six times scope, the reset to center. From the recoil, I could feel the difference between that and like a thirty-two recoil or thirty recoil. Like I, I could actually land consecutive shots a lot quicker, which is a great advantage when you know you got multiple targets or maybe you miss your first shot. Like I mean, you know, so it's like, is it is the Urko thing? And and jumping back to the mags, the twenty rounders. The most annoying thing about them is that you don't get the any. There is no, um, uh, what is loading the magazine timer uh bonus. There is no bonuses for that. Good point. I've never really checked to be honest with you. Me neither, but I noticed it because I'm using twenty rounders, so. You know, they should probably add that. You want to pack mags more often, right? Because you have less less to work with. But it's like yeah. I could. It was actually really painful because I could actually tell that there was no bonus. You know, like the Troy battle mag is a ten percent, which doesn't seem like a lot, but 
you know, if one bullet takes, I don't know, a second, you know, it, it's, it adds up. It, it, you can feel it, especially unloading. Unloading is the big one. But anyways, I digress. It's, yeah, as, as cool as it is to use the 20 rounders, because I like, kind of like it because you're taking a two by, sorry, a one by two that has a, that's a 30 rounder. And you're going to trade it off for two one by ones that's 20 rounders. So effect, effectively, that slot is now 40 bullets instead of 30. You're not getting the, the full 40, obviously, because you, you're dealing with 20 rounders. But, you know, it's kind of an interesting slot efficiency within ammo, yeah. if you will. So that part's kind of interesting. And the extra ergo is interesting, but I'm not sure if it really pays off in the long run if you will so yeah i mean it's kind of it's efficient on rig space and that's the the cool right. thing because also they fit in the pockets too so yeah. you don't need anywhere near as much space plus you don't need a free two by one in case you're going to throw the mag on the floor either so it's even more efficient it's like they're yeah they're more compact and they fit in the pockets too and then you don't need this extra space and you don't need to worry right. about picking up something that's going to go into the rig and then you're going to reload and then it's gone on the floor and all this annoying stuff so there's that too, yeah. I mean, I I used it a little bit. I just thought when I was using it, am I really benefiting from this? And I'm kind of worrying about this 20-round limit rather than just taking the hit a little five or six extra ergo and getting the 30s. Right. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still, the jury's out for me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% either which way, especially mm-hmm. if you're using on. If you're using something like the TX, I think it's, I think it's much more compelling, even though, as we said, it's less compelling to use the gun. But if you've got the full auto capacity, I think that's why I changed over because I was like, I've not been in a situation yet where I've met somebody at point blank. And when I do, I'm going to want those extra 10 bullets, you know, rather than that extra six ergo. So that was why I did it. But I've not really needed to use it yet, except on scavs particularly, because most of the time I've been picking my engagements such that I didn't didn't need to. But it's an interesting one. Definitely an interesting one. Yeah, it's cool. Now, I'm, I'm pleased that it's, been working out because i i do think that these weapons are good is they're just a nice combination between the rounds are really good for the armor people are using the recoil is great for the amount that you need to spend money on them and on that basis they just seem to fit this really nice middle ground at the moment 556 on on semi and i don't know whether that's going to tail off as we get further through the white, more people using class five and that kind of thing. But, you know, it, it's also the rounds are really, really super, super fast, right? The M- 55A1 inside the M4, it's 905 meters per second. Well, that's the M4 that I'm using at the mm-hmm. moment anyway. Really quick, and it feels great for getting headshots. And that's kind of what you were saying about your raid, right? Headshot after headshot after headshot. And it's the same. The other weapons, it doesn't feel as good. I, I don't know. The, the, maybe that's Maybe that's just anecdotal nonsense for me but i find actually headshotting people with something like the rfb i just find it more difficult don't know why it's a combination mm. probably of ergonomics and all sorts of other things but this this m4 that i've been using is just like a real sweet spot for me it just feels good I, maybe i'm just so used to it because i don't know it just feels nice and i think it's that good combination because yeah you don't need to be able to three tap everyone in the thorax sometimes you just hit them in the head once and they die and 55a1 is good enough to go through that's all helmets and all of that stuff. It's that perfect round to do what you need it to do. But also, if you don't hit the head, you can still you still kill them in three hits through class four. 
and you've got a nice reset time between shots because the recoil's low. Right. I don't know. I think. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's. It's just a nice, a nice mixture of things. You kind of get a bit of everything. It's. It's good. So final conclusion: TX15 meme or meta? TX15 itself meme, <laughs> but very, okay. very, very close to the performance of other five five six weapons, which is which is very good. It's one of those things. Like yes, it's meme, but. It will work if you use it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to give a similar opinion uh, that it is a bit of a meme, but I think there might be a very niche case where you take you have to do some true flea market scouring, buy one that's not been stripped, that's came off a raider, off the flea. Just slap a scope on there, slap some very cheap mods, and use it like that. Because I think with, I mean, Thunder Beast is not a bad suppressor, and you get the 18 inch barrel, and because you get the extra ergo from the base gun itself, you know, that will help offset that a bit. I think there might be a very weird sort of like level 15, what's a good DMR that I could use? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's someone. Some TX15 enthusiasts will be like, ah, yes, yes, keep feeding me more. You know, they'll probably be like, he's on, he's on to me. He's ruining my secret. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, what else? What else actually happens? Yeah, I mean, it was super, super quiet for for news and stuff. We passed over that section because there was nothing really. I had my very first FLIR on a scav ever. I've seen screenshots of this fabled Flair Scav in the past, and I've played many a Scav raid myself, mm. and I've never, ever, ever had one. And my, I've been trying to slowly build up Scav Karma, and I'm now at precisely five wow. Scav Karma. But I didn't have that when I got the Flair. I was like 4.8 or something. But that was the first time that I've ever had one. And uh, yeah, I was, I was quite surprised, actually. I was quite surprised. How did you how did you get on with Scav Karma in the end? What do you mean? Did you do your quests or anything? No, did you... so still I'm actually pretty close to being neutral. And I want to mm. see if that changes. I don't Yeah, because yeah, you were ma- testing that. I didn't know if you'd made yeah. it. It's not really gonna mean anything if it does or doesn't. It's just kinda I just I don't know. Just something I'm curious about, you know. Really yeah, the only way exactly. I could I could find out. You know, it's not like <laughs> phoned up Nikita or some someone at BSG, but <laughs> fair enough. Fine. Well, when you make it there, then then you can you can tell us, and then we'll yeah. finally know the answer to how the the coding specifically works and whether it refreshes and, and checks or not. I don't know. We'll see. There was uh, another. There was actually two cool things that have come out, which I wanted to mention about. Which was firstly mm-hmm. the guys over at Tarkov Changes mm-hmm. made a ballistics calculator of sorts, and I started to have a fiddle around with it. So they Tarkov Changes is kind of, as far as I understand, logical solutions and his group of people's putting out yeah. various stuff. And, you, and you, know, you see his updates on Twitter, and they have banned items on the flea, that kind of thing. So the way that they connect to the Tarkov data they take as much as they can out of that that's publicly available and then publish that. So what they've done, they've got a ballistics 
tab. Well, they always did. They've got a new tab called simulation. And it says, get science scene. You click on the button. <laughs> and then it loads a simulation, which is kind of, kind of cool. Now, I, don't, I actually don't know, and I haven't asked anybody, but I, I don't know whether this has got anything to do with the TarkovBallistics.com guys, because the UI looks very similar to me. And it might be related. I mean, all these people talk to each other, so it wouldn't be a big surprise yeah. if that was the case. But basically what this does is it says, what's the site zero to? Mm-hmm. What range intervals would you like to see? So 10 meter intervals or 50 or yeah, whatever you want. And what's the maximum range you want to simulate up to? And then you pick an ammo and then it tells you the stuff that we were seeing on those tables before. So damage and pen and the, the drop off for those particular periods. But the cool thing about this is that and on some of those static tables, sometimes they keep messing around and changing with the format. Sometimes at very close range, it's kind of hard to know because some of the ammo starts, I think it begins at 100. So you have the zero hmm. distance stats anyway from no foods table. And then you have the 100 right. meter one. And some of those ones on the threshold, you think to yourself, well, I'm interested to see exactly when, where the pen of Igolnik, when does that go? Well, sorry, the damage of Igolnik, when does that go below? 35 for example but you can't necessarily mm. see because it's already well below it at 100 or a little bit below ssaap is another one which is quite a lot below it so anyway that lets you customize that which is quite cool and then you are supposed to be able to pick oh, okay. an armor as well to simulate it against for some damage calculation Ooh. stuff but they haven't done that yet so that's in there as a placeholder you can pick the armor but it doesn't do anything so gotcha. we'll wait and see what happens with that which is super cool then I was like, oh, I'm going to bring this up and tell everyone about it. And then the Tarkov Ballistics guys have released a different one as well, which does something very similar. And that one, you pick a caliber and you pick a round mm-hmm. and it tells you the muzzle velocities and the sight, and you pick the sighting too and the range. And then it generates one of their tables automatically, like the ones that are on the website. And I think they're also looking at doing some more in-depth armor ones or, or whichever. So no one's actually come out with a full armor calculator yet but i believe it's in the works maybe from both sets of of people so we'll see i'm excited about that because that's the one thing that i really think that we're missing here is that that i or the yeah the apple iphone whatever version of yeah of um, veritas's yeah battle buddy is good for that but poor android users like me can't use mm-hmm. the armor simulator anyway and i also don't i don't know I've, I've never been able to use it so i've not been able to see i don't know how exactly how much it incorporates i I'm, I'm just not sure and so these ones are cool because they're also going to be able to incorporate this damage drop off too so you're firing at this armor and from what distance and this kind yeah. of stuff so it's going to have everything all wrapped into one and then rather than just being tables and then some of the armor things on Dark of Ballistics, which are really useful, but they're averages across different armors. And some of the categories of armors have very wide. So class four, I think, is potentially the worst for that because you have the ceramics at the one end, which just have total garbo right. durability. And then something like the trooper at the other end, which is, I think it's three to triple the durability of mm-hmm. some of the lower ones, even more potentially. And that makes those hits to hits to pen or hits to certain damages less meaningful in some ways it's an average and it gives you a good idea which is fine that's totally okay but right if you want to drill right down into the specifics yeah. and say if this guy's wearing a trooper and i'm firing at him from 76.5 meters and i've got 55 a1 <laughs> with 56 a1 loaded behind and then a rip round at the end of what, what you know whatever like a hollow point 
then then you'll be able to simulate that kind of thing for people who really want to nerd out. So I'm excited for when that comes. Honestly, I am because the value of having a calculator that tells you some of these break points and that's what i'm interested in the, the overall averages are all well and good and it's important to understand but then when you're picking out individual rounds against individual pieces of armor and things that are meta or not meta though tarkov's a break pointy game yeah we've discussed before about how you have a a realistic game and i've had lots of conversations with people about this where you have a, a realistic game with realistic ballistics to a certain extent you know but it's 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 good enough it's fine but then you've got the rounds having the They've got damage, they've got penetration. Okay, now we're starting to work, you know, we're starting to get into the gamey territory. Oh, but they lose damage and penetration over a dif- distance. And then the bullet interacts with the armor, and the armor's now got a class rating. And this means this percentage probability table. And now we're fully in the game world because this round, 100% pens, and this round, 30% pens. And so there's these breakpoints. And again, we've discussed previously they're very tight the the bandings in which the penetration occurs or does not occur you know you, you go from 33 pen to 37 pen or you go from, from roughly 30 percent chance to pen to 50 percent chance or, or no not 37 mm-hmm. but yeah 30 39 34 pen to 39 pen is like 30 to 90 percent so those 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 bands are very tight and so it leads people to metagame the way the system functions and so that's that's why those specific calculations are important kind of rant over but that's why i'm interested in those things because otherwise you can't really tell what's happening and it's very difficult to come to conclusions which is why it's important to have the information because otherwise you're just guessing and guessing isn't fun making informed and sensible choices because then you're you're thinking well this round may be great, but I have to be fighting within 50 meters. So do I want to go short range, long range? And you're picking your stuff and looking at the tables. I, I like it. I, I like that kind of thing. It's, it's good. It's what appeals to me. It doesn't appeal to everybody. And that's fine. People can use the averages if they want and, and pick something that's going to be, or will give themselves a little margin of safety and go M62 or something. They're always going to be able to pen class four at any range, really, realistically. So there's lots of different ways to do it, but I, I like being able to pinpoint and pick out individual pieces where these tools are are really super handy so i'm I'm looking forward to the armor stuff coming i really am i think the last point on this i think the armor mitigation despite a penetration actually now finally has become common knowledge people are aware that this is a thing properly and that you see much much less comments and people talking about 762 ps one tapping class four for example i had a discussion with someone the other day in the comments Uh, about it on one of my videos because it's i think every, most of the community who are interested in this stuff now know that that won't do it unless unless the armor is damaged to start with which damages its ability to or hinders its ability to prevent the the one tap or you get a frag and that can happen mm-hmm. and i think those those rogue events make people think oh well sometimes it must do but the dude is wearing you know a 25 durability rat rig or something or you just got a fragmentation which is not out of the question i mean the 762 ps is the one that people talk about all the time for yeah 762 54r that is specifically because it's got 86 damage right and so you can one tap people in the thorax in inverted commas but it has an eight (laughs) percent chance to frag so so one in one in 12 times that someone shoots someone in the thorax they instantly die and they had a full class four oh well it must do it 
you know, and, that, yeah. and it's well, yeah. you know, sometimes you're going to get a frag chance, and, and it's just the way it goes. Or maybe the dude was hurt before. You don't know. It's it's so hard to it's so hard to know. But anyway, I feel like that's kind of become common knowledge. So some of these misconceptions are actually being ironed out of the community. Yeah, I think and the it's... most common one I've seen is SMB in one tap. Um, really? That's usually the that's the one I've seen. Really? How do people stuff. even think that? It's I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe it's one of those things where it's like oh SMB and then they really met ps back in the day or you know because like there's if you're new to the game there's so many abbreviations and like trying to remember what oh yeah true. alpha numerical links to what numerical value and you know yeah it can be it can be a lot to keep track of but yeah that's the one i've like guys no that's not that's not the I one mean, that one taps the, or that's that's that not true has eight percent frag so it yeah can. exactly and that, it can. that could be the case yep could be the case <laughs> yep yeah yeah um have you been scabbing on lighthouse at all recently no okay i haven't so when i reunited with my friends they were doing a lot of lighthouse scabs and i haven't done it in a long time since the beginning of the wipe and one thing that they were telling me, and I was watching it happening, is they would, some raids, they would get shot at by rogues. Other raids, they could be, you know, butt-touching, touching butts <laughs> with rogues, and they'd be fine. And I'm, and it's, you know, it, it, I've seen them doing enough to know that, and I trust them enough also, and believe them that, it's not because they were shooting at rogues or previous raid and getting punished. Like it's, it was just a very random event. And I was just curious if maybe you've experienced it and maybe someone listening, if they've experienced it can confirm or have some type of hypothesis. My thought and their thought as well is that someone piss off. Maybe it's a player scav that pissed off the rogues. And now they're like aggro to all scavs. Which is an interesting thing. Like, I don't know. There's there's something weird going on, and it's I don't know. It does. It's inconsistent. It's kind of like yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Weird thing. Yeah, I I know what you mean. So I stopped scaving on Lighthouse when that came in because the rogues never used to hurt scavs at all ever. And they used to say, oh, locals are here when you'd walk in and steal the stuff out of their base, which was <laughs> kind of weird. But I was doing it a lot at the beginning of the wipe to make money because it was very, very profitable. And I think it still is profitable now, but it just takes a bit of time and yeah. you have to deal with the, the low, slightly lower FPS and, and that kind of thing. And I've just, the longer raids I've been playing PMC and the short raids I've been running through factory in two seconds with, with my scav. So I kind of stopped when it was... Not as easy to go into the rogue camp anymore. I stopped going there and was doing easier things. But I I actually have seen in a few places people say exactly the same thing mm. about the rogues and about how I don't know whether it's if anybody aggroes them, PMCs or whatever. I guess that probably couldn't be the case because they pretty much get aggroed by PMCs every raid. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine that's probably unlikely. But if a player scav tries to kill them, then they're aggro to the whole player scav faction. I've seen people talk about that. And I think yeah. that's 
that's probable. I I I can I can believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't really know either which way whether that's true or not, but I think that's that's probably right because I tried playing probably ten or fifteen raids after they made the original changes when they were doing lots and lots of tweaks to the rogues and they changed it, the player scav behavior. And some raids I could go in and, as you say, run right up to them and they'd be walking in their conga line around doing their patrol and they'd bump right through you, effectively walking past you. And sometimes you'd wander in and then they'd say, <laughs> scab over there! And it's just all hell breaks loose and you're down yeah. in one of the big circle things by the helicopter thinking that they were all okay because they were a long way away, but they didn't aggro for some reason. And then suddenly when you're in the middle and have no way of escaping, they've decided that you're public enemy number one. So I'm not entirely sure what the catalyst is, but I can well believe that it's any player scav that kills rogues because it's it's quite compelling, I believe. I don't think, and again, I'm not tried, so don't take my word for it, but I believe that you can kill rogues without losing any scav karma at all. And I think that has always been the case, I think. But again, I haven't <laughs> tried because you... If you yeah. do, you just get lit up. And normally on my scav runs, I'm more interested in looting static stuff rather than killing AIs and trying to take their things and risk a change being made and losing 6,000 million scav karma in one raid backs. And like I've seen to other people with scav bosses and their guards. But I don't think rogues are the, they're in the same category. I don't, I don't believe so. Anyway, I'd, I'd need to go and check, but I, I don't think they are. And so that then lends even more, if that's true, that lends even more weight to the fact that it's a player scav who annoys them and makes them hostile to all player scavs because mm. that then incentivizes people to go in and kill them because it's kind of like going and killing because you can you kill raiders on reserves you can kill raiders right as a yeah. scav and not yeah. lose karma yeah. yeah so it's it's the same thing as that then so they've got good loot and you can go in and and kill them and also have a fun fight or whatever like practice fighting against them without playing pmc and potentially dying or i also don't know what happens whether they aggro to you if you shoot a rogue are they do they then hate your player scav for a few raids so that's... Or do they hate your pmc i don't actually know <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it was hate your pmc god dude i was listening to um the hideout podcast um <laughs> and they were having to talk about scav karma and they sort of brought up an interesting point in that, you know, who's like the enemy when you're playing Scav? It's, you know, it's like, is it the PMC? But you don't get Scav, you don't get positive Scav Karma unless they killed AI Scavs or player Scavs. But you can also take a friendly extract. I'm literally just like ripping this straight, I'm, you know, yoink our content now. <laughs> you could take a friendly, you could take a friendly extract with a pmc and both of you get scav karma and then it's like you can shoot raiders and you don't lose karma but if you shoot scav bosses you lose karma and you shoot their guards you lose karma like it just i don't know i don't i don't want to go down the a scav karma row but yeah it would not surprise jumping back on topic by the way you should check out the hideout podcast really cool guys they got a lot of cool interviews with a bunch of different people in their own content as well where they Shoot the shit, very relaxed environment. As I understand it, when you kill, if you're a scav and you kill a rogue, they are hostile to you for like the next couple of raids. Same as PMC. But it would not surprise me if 
that was miscommunicated or I can't read and it actually goes to your PMC and not your scab because that's how the system works. But anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that before you've voiced your opinion about the way that scab karma works, particularly, it doesn't really, I just, I always end up agreeing with you, but I also just don't really care. I don't know why. I'm not sure. It doesn't really bother me. And it probably should, to be honest, because as you say, the system's a convoluted mess of... Yeah. Okay, so you're in as a scav, but then as a PMC, the thing that you get the most scav karma for is driving the car as a PMC. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so you've said before it doesn't make sense, and I just don't... <sighs> I don't know. I just... Maybe... Play the system, I don't really care so much. I'm just like a psychopath, and it's like... You know, ADHD or like consistency, like, oh, it's inconsistent, you know, because it doesn't say, because it said scab, it should only affect scab. Maybe, you know, sure, maybe I'll, yeah. But I think, I think for at me, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, the find and raid system mm -hmm. and the way the descriptions of the find and raid system work overshadow that. And that's always annoyed me more. And that's probably, I think that's why that always just sits there in the back of my mind. Like, it's like a grain of sand or like a small pebble inside your sock that can never be removed. And you're mm -hmm. walking and you have to go about your day-to-day -day business and you forget about it most of the time. And then sometimes you think, man, that pebble's really annoying. I wish I could get rid of it. But the, having the having the, the finding rage system, it's that classic thing that we've talked about previously, which is the, and I think even I mean, yeah, Veritas talked about this as well. Um, in the past, you made a really lovely flow diagram of all of the ways that things can become finding raid. I need I need to find that diagram actually is is genius, but it's the you can make something in the hideout outside of the raid and it be finding raid. You can kill yeah. a PMC and take their gun in raid, and that's it not finding right. raid. And this, the whole system's like unintuitive. It's called the wrong thing. It needs to be. It it doesn't do what it says, and that's always annoying right. me more. And the scav karma thing, I'm kind of like. Well, who really knows what's going on anyway with the scabs? You know, are they friends with your PMC? Because at the end of every raid, he gives you all his items after all. So... I know. It's like, I don't, ah, oh, dude, it doesn't make any sense. I just like, and, and to me, this is why I think BSG, the way they implemented the system was, and again, I can't, it's just how I see it, was to, drive push players in a very particular set of behaviors i think that's what the system is and and to me i mean we spoke about this some time ago when i read you that article with gary newman talking about rust and and they were you know having this discussion essentially of like player behavior and you know people were saying oh you know I say friendly, friendly, and I get shot and die, you know, can we put some type of system, like a band system? And then Gary was like, no, you know, we want, we think the more interesting thing is to have an open-ended, we don't want to directly influence player behavior like that. So I say all that to say, I don't know what I'm saying, but I just don't like <laughs> Scab Carl, man. It's like, I would, oh man, I just, I don't know. I can't, I, the wishful, wishful thinking isn't really good, but I would say I hope that they do some type of redesign. I don't know what they're going to do with PMC Karma, but I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of potential. I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where as you said, who's it really bothering? 
right? Who's really bothered by the current status quo? Because if you think about it, it's kind of like Loot Haven, baby. I mean, I go in Factory, and I've actually been, like, speedrunning Loot Spawns, and occasionally I'll die to a PMC, and occasionally I'll die to, like, a player scab. But it's like, dude, that's his loss, man. He, like, you're gonna kill me over a couple nuts and bolts? Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm at one... Okay, you know, I mean, it's like, no big deal. I'll just spam it over again. Like, I just... I don't know, it's like... I don't know. There's there's so many systems where it's like this linear progression and then once you reach the top it's like insanely good and and it's like the traders are like that. The Scav Karma's like that. The the hideout's like that. And there's just like I don't know, man. And like it it is RPG system, but in a game like Tarkov, it just feels like I get punished less than someone at level one. I feel like I completely derailed this conversation. And um, I don't know. I just I just don't know if 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 that's if how they like is is this a part of how they see it and how they want the experience to be? Because it's just weird not to have some type of matchmaking, right? To sort of even the odds, if you will, but because one player has a thousand hours and he's maxed out all these systems. It's just like, man, he just has so much, so many more resources, so much more advantages. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's unique. It's unique. And I, I'm not sure, man. Weird, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, thing. yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to go, I don't want to tangent even more because I'm going to end up leapfrogging your tangent. But I think what I've talked about in the past about having scenarios that drive players naturally to harder, locations with like better loot that kind of thing would you don't need matchmaking if you can get people to do those things organically which is a kind of cool idea but um i've talked about that before i don't i don't want to discuss it again but you meant you reminded me of something which is sort of like tangentially related but not really which is about the running through on factory which i've been doing a lot of but without even looting the boxes just running through yeah. and doing the speed runs just as quickly as possible kind of thing and i made up i got kind of a bit fed up of it got a bit bored of it and so it's so tempting sometimes to want to go and you hear a few shots and you think oh you know something happening over there and i i started i changed it a bit i did if i've got a little bit more time and i'm thinking you know i don't need to just speed run this because i'm in the middle of something else i started doing this thing where i take my scav and mm-hmm. i run into the middle to the pit mm-hmm. the big pit in the center and I wait. And I wait for about 30 seconds to a minute. And if there's, if there's shots or I hear angry scab voices or a, you know, some kind of disturbance or kerfuffle, so to speak, then I think, right, let's go and get involved and go and run towards it. And it's actually been, it's actually been really fun. It's actually honestly been quite fun. One of them, I ended up catching a guy in the S-Bend tunnel underground, just next to the pit, actually, because I was running around and there was some shots and then went down into into that section again. I think I did a big loop into the new area, down the ramp, left. And the guy was in that S-Bend section where you normally feel quite safe. Came around the corner, completely surprised him. Shot, I think his arm was completely busted or something. I had a 74 with PS ammo, killed the guy, and he was... Not super decked up, but he had an Ash 12 and, and oh, all sorts okay. of stuff, which was pretty cool. So yeah. took that out. It was like, yeah, victory. And then there was another one where a, a guy was just being chased and just nibbled at the heels by tons of scabs. 
and he managed to make his way through into the gate zero room where you have to First. do the unlocking. Yeah, and I was sprinting because I could see this fight happening. And I, <laughs> as I spawned in, there was all this gunfire going off. And I see this guy. He killed one of the final scabs that was chasing after him and went in the door. And I was running, 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 threw a grenade through the door. The guy manages to unlock it and like sprint in. I wait for the grenade to go off and run in after him and just like just start spam firing, shoot over the crate and killed him in the extract bit. The guy must have been so, so sad. And he was properly geared and had a really nice M4 which I was actually admiring and thought, this is this is really cool. And it was one of the ones that I was thinking about how, whether you could improve it or whether it was a good a good um, good version of exactly what we were talking about earlier. Because it was a really nice, it was like Altor with the, and it had the SAI on it and everything. It was the short version there. It was the, the 206 barrel with the short SAI mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the Cobra on it and the Altor. And it was, it was actually, because it had the all the meta stuff, but short, it was actually pretty pretty nice it was yeah, crazy decent, ergo yeah. it was like 60 70 ergo or something but still 45 recoil so for factory is okay and, okay. and suppressed um and with a 60 rounder in it so i, I don't know I, I thought it was really nice but anyway I, i've had some great fun actually just trying to kill pmcs on yeah factory because normally i can't find anybody and i was like how am i gonna how am i actually gonna find anyone because killing scavs is really difficult and I've tried, but I've made I made a mistake once, and losing point one is really annoying. If you're actually trying to grind yeah. scav karma, like you you mess up once and you kill the guy who was the victim rather than the guy who was the perpetrator, and he killed the guy who was trying to kill him, and then you kill the dude who he did nothing wrong, according to the system anyway. Um, and it and it sucks because even the PMCs that I killed, I only got as you say, it depends on how many they killed, but how how many scavs do you really kill in a PMC raid on factory if you're leaving at ten minutes? I got 0.03 for killing both of those two guys, and I lost 0.1 for killing the wrong scav. One yeah. tapped him with a shotgun down into the pit and negates yeah. three and more good PMC kills. And that's even that's if they've killed scavs. So yeah, it's it's fun when you're when you can actually hear the shots and you know it's a PMC. And it's sometimes when you're grouping up with other scavs as well, so to run someone down, I felt like I valiantly did my part the other day and ran in with two people behind me, and I got I just got capped instantly on my way <laughs> in through the door. But I could hear all the shot as I as I fell to the ground. There was all the other shots going on, and it's it's quite it's quite a fun experience. I, I think factually like that is quite entertaining because it does put a, a decent enemy there for the PMCs. But it's also yeah. fun for the scabs because you kind of your life doesn't mean anything either. It's, I like it. I actually like the interaction. I think it's good. I think it's good. But it's it's cool because I've never killed as many PMCs as this week. Actually, just doing that, running to the middle, waiting for a minute, seeing if anything kicks off. If nothing kicks off, leave. And I've been just doing so many raids that you get so many chances of having something happen and getting into an interesting spot. It was it was kind of fun. I was just doing them so quickly. I didn't even bother recording them. To be fair, maybe I should just delete them if there's nothing happens. I don't know. Yeah, to get sure. into the habit of doing that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the penalty is just so, so bad, so right. bad for killing the one guy. It really sucks, and it makes you so hesitant to want to try and actually go after PMCs because sometimes the scabs who've looted a PMC, especially if he's a green helmet kind of dude, they look like a sort of level twelve person. And they're actually just a scab that looted the level 12 person. And you shoot them and you get to the end screen and you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying. 
yeah it is it's kind of annoying another thing that i thought was um making a complete total turn off somewhere else just while i'm thinking about stuff that i was musing over this week it's about the daily quest because i don't know about your daily quest but mine is still super low xp, XP. yeah and from what i've read online apparently 20 uh, apparently 46 is when you get the big difference which at first i was i thought oh that's a bit stupid but on reflection i think it's probably okay because you still have real quests when you're getting up through 42 and 45 and when you get to 46 you're probably running out and that's then when the massive xp kicks in there probably should be a bit more of a slope to um, it, you know? Yeah. Some of mine are kind of annoying, and I think 4K for this. Yeah. 4K. And I end up not doing a lot of them. I forgot what I turned in the other day, but it was like, it was like five bolts, or no, three bolts and like a pack of nails. And I got like a horse and a, and a AI2 and, you know, 5,000 EXP and a couple of rubles. I'm like, dang, dude. But it's like, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of not in that situation. I feel like I have a lot of not good quests to do. I got I got Shooterborn in the Woods. I got to kill 11 more PMCs of grenades because all the quests past that are locked. Um, Sturman, which, you know, that's, that's not that bad. And what are some of the other big ones? I guess, like, there's a couple on reserve. Like I don't one. think so because that's locked behind... Grenadier, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Or maybe it's locked behind Psycho, uh, Psycho Sniper, but I don't have Psycho Sniper because I haven't done Shooterborn Heaven because that gives me one point in sniper skill, which puts me at that level to do Psycho. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. I was just, yeah, I, I, I have noticed that, that <laughs> like 5,000 XP and I'm level. 44 or 43 or whatever it's just like oh so but apparently they get really extremely high i haven't done any like i said before but i've only done turn-ins like i just take peer boat three times you know i like, shoot a scav 60 meters away in the stomach or thorax you know it's just like yeah it's just exactly. like i gotta go so far on my way to get such small i yeah i don't know yeah because i had one create the hand in two akms so i was like well i can make them in the hideout so fine i'll just oh, do that yeah, those are my easy. favorite the crafting they're great yeah and this yeah. one that you already have um yeah i guess like i had one like three survives on reserve like this is today's three survives on reserve i've not played today so three survives on reserve is like kind of okay but you might need to play six raids I don't know. Like, and then I'm, and then I'm tr- just trying, and I'm just trying to leave as well. And it's like, does the right. does the time? I don't really want to do anything in reserve. Does the time incentivize me even going to that, or should I just do something else, something where I'm going to actually complete real quest? I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's you. a it's a weird one. I feel like it's in a really weird spot because even now at level 39, I'm near the beginning of 39. I need 170k XP to get to the next level, and the 4k XP from the dailies are okay if they're easy, but a lot of the time they're not, and it's. Yeah, really de-incentivizing me from wanting to go and do those do those quests. Yeah, right. I just I just feel like there's not the weeklies I'll try to do if they're like reasonable, but the dailies only ones I ever do is turn ins because they're the I don't know, they just feel way more doable. Maybe just because half the time I have some of the stuff already in there. Like I had one mm. where I had to turn in a chain lit 
a horse and something else. And I had like two out of three. I just need a horse. And I got to play like two rays and I got a horse. Like that was doable. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 The only other thing that I wanted to ask you about was I've seen a few, quite a few people posting about um, PC settings and of getting really good frames. I don't know whether you had any thoughts. I've not really looked at it too much. And I'm, my technical abilities with PCs is, I would say, decent, but not expert. And it's not something that mm-hmm. I focus on. Like I can, you know, usually, except for this one that I have because of the graphics card, the great graphics card shortage of 2020. Um, I normally build my own PCs. And so, you know, I'm competent, but I'm, I, I'm not somebody who spends his weekend overclocking CPUs. You know, that's kind of right. the, that's sort of where I'm at with it. But there's a, quite a few people talking about it. I saw, um, I know one peg's been talking about it because he had a, a sick rig built, but he was doing a bunch of tuning. Um, and then there was like a couple of other guys who were posting up screenshots on Lighthouse, scoped in, getting like over 100 frames and stuff. I don't know whether you'd had any thoughts about it or like looked at it on, because like Lighthouse runs like a complete dog on my machine. <laughs> Yeah, um, CPU. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it puts CPU me off playing intensive. the map. Huh? It puts me off playing the map. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Tarkov's just not well optimized, and it's most games, most games are GPU bound most of the time. Um, so, like, your GPUs could be the bottleneck, I guess I should say. Yeah. Tarkov is, like, way more CPU-dependent. Um, And from my understanding, Ryzen doesn't perform well. I think it has to do with, like, the Infinity cache, which is just, like, I don't know, just how... I honestly don't know, but it's kind of how they can get good performance in other workloads. Um, It works mm-hmm. in gaming, too, but my understanding is Tarkov is like primarily focuses on single core performance and Intel historically has always had superior, especially in, and even now, I think superior um, single core performance, not like mul- any multi-threaded support yeah. performance. So yeah, people that have like, I don't even know what the naming scheme is, but 9,900 K's and, and whatever, like the, you know, the, 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 Top of the line Intel, the fastest, you know, five gigahertz in the, in the single core. Yeah, it's like, it's great for them. You know, congratulations, you get 100 frames. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just wish Tarkov was, it's kind of what you want to do is try to put as much workload on your GPU. So one of the things I did recently is I actually turned on PostFX and I did some testing on Lighthouse and I got within margin of error results. So one percent, two percent difference. So, and actually, in the positive when I turned it on, like I was at like forty-two, and it was like forty-three post FX on. Yeah. But kind of what what I suspect is that maps like that would interchange these really big maps, um, with the AI and everything that's going on. I don't know. It just puts a lot of st- stress on the CPU. And I guess maybe the the occlusion, the or is occlusion, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know, man. It's just like to suck me with my thirty seven hundred X. 
Yeah, it's just I don't really I don't really know what to do with it because so now I have post FX on. I turned image scaling off. Um where it like resizes to a slightly smaller resolution because um it was like there's one two issues is like some of the it kind of adds a little bit of noise to the image and you can try to like soften it or sharpen it how you want but that part's a little bothersome and um I don't know what it, how to explain it, but I just felt like my sensitivity was higher, like my desktop sensitivity was lower, and my when I was in game, like the menu sensitivity felt higher. Oh, like it just felt, I just never really got used to it. Once I switched mm. back to my default resolution, it just everything felt better as far as aiming goes. So I've I've been sticking to that. I've noticed on Woods and Lighthouse, my FPS is worse than before. Like when I scope in now, it just feels really bad on Lighthouse in certain spots, especially looking in the road camp. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw one tweet guy had like 200 some FPS. I'm just like, dude, I would like kill for that. Because I think like what I was trying to say earlier that I kind of skipped over because my brain's a Papago factory is factory and labs. You can actually get really good FPS. You can turn post FX off and get good FPS even in online mode. I think it's just because of the map. There's just less going on in the space of the map that it takes up. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The one that interested me. So the one that interested me was, and I've found it while you were talking. Chipper Wubber put up a post on on oh, Twitter really? saying, "Should we start a scoped lighthouse 100 FPS club at one peg?" He said, "Disabled hyperthreading on a 5900x with negative curve 3080." And um, fourteen forty PTA high with with scope on lighthouse, and he's got one hundred and three. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. Because the hyper threading is sort of the the whole like eight core plus sixteen threads, and yeah, and my understanding is just Tarkov does not utilize any of those threads, so it's all that's gone to waste. Which is like, God. I would love it if they optimized the game because I just feel like we get so much better performance, man. Like, oh man, frames wins wins games, dude. I do indeed. I th- I feel like every other map now, except in very in, in some specific circumstances, I feel like it is is okay enough on the machine that I have. But it's just like the combination of Lighthouse being the sniper map and having the worst FPS right. and picture in picture being the literal worst thing about yeah. Tarkov FPS of all time. That combination of things is like you want to be scoped almost all the time. <laughs> scoping is awful and scoping yeah. and like the lighthouse FPS is also really bad. And those combinations just kills the map. I just don't really want to be playing there doing that type of gameplay. So the type of gameplay that it's designed for, I don't want to I don't want to do. Yeah. Because it feels like I'm playing lighthouse powerpoint.ppt. It's, it's bad. Yeah, it is bad. So maybe I should have a look at some of this stuff and figure it out because uh, although I'm, I have the ability to do this stuff, I'm, I'm normally quite lazy when it comes to it. And I, if I yeah, can leave no, stuff on you. default and it'll work, then I will do that if at all possible because I just, it's less about, I'm not scared to break stuff or try things. It just, it takes time and it, I cannot yeah. be bothered. Yeah. And I would rather be 
playing my 30 minute raid instead of spending 30 minutes messing around with hyperthreading. Yeah, um, no, it's 100%. I get that. Which is annoying. Yeah, like trying to spend your time trying to make the game run better when, like, rather than actually playing the game. I, I, never, I never enjoy that particularly. I'm, I'm not much of a, a, a tinkerer with that kind of thing. You know, it's people who, who love like, messing around with cars and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, I just wanted to go from A to B. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very like pragmatic with, with my stuff. And with the, with the tech thing, I even find it's quite funny because I'm not even really a hobbyist. It's like every sort of three or four years, I'm like, right, it's time to build a computer. Let's read about what happened in the last three years. I'm like, re- I'm really bad like that. I just, once it's, and then I'm like, right, okay. I spend like you know, a week looking up everything. And then once it's built, I then just never, look, I don't look at hardware again for like three years. It's like really, it's bad, really. It's bad. But it's because, I don't know, I'm just like, I'm pragmatically interested. But like most of the time, I'm just like, oh, I just, oh, it's, it's, it's fine, but it doesn't excite me that much. And so I just don't naturally end up learning about it. But I'll, I'll have, maybe I'll have a play with something and see. Yeah, because mine's like sat here going, oh yeah, it's 3.6 gigahertz. You've got like 16 CPUs. And I'm just like, well, that's all well and good if one is just melting in the middle and the other, 15 are just <laughs> chilling out you know while they're like animating the picture on my desktop while the one corner of my cpu silicon is just imploding on itself <laughs> but yeah maybe maybe my maybe my rig is a little bit imbalanced for tarkov honestly because i've you know i've got a there's lots of threes and sevens ryzen 7 3700 and then the 3070 <laughs> gpu and i think the 3070 is better than the 3700 in a as, as as good as you know as comparable as these things are right i think right. The, my gpu is probably a lot better than my cpu is on that basis so i don't know maybe i need to have a fiddle and see if i can make it work a bit better try and see if i can turn off some hype threading because it's not like it's not like i play anything else to be honest with you yeah yeah maybe i'll try it maybe i'll try it let you know how it goes. So one thing I want to ask you, and then we'll work on wrapping this up, is, well, take, yeah, I'm going to ask you something, and then I got one other thing I want to mention. But I've noticed sure. keys have come down quite a bit, and I'm curious what you think about the hundred key uses, because that, I mean, how far are we in the wipeout? Two months? Is that accurate? Longer now, or is it three? Are we? Actually, we're, I think we're it's in closing three, on three. Yeah, close three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I feel like keys have become still no um, Marin key on the market up for sale. At least not that I've seen. Maybe uh, I could pull up Tarkov Market, but um. Do you, do you want to know what I did with mine in the end? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, what did you end up doing? Because you know, I I don't use other keys. I don't really use keys. Right. So I ended up trading it for a Twitch armband. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm going to rep the drip instead. That's more yeah, important for to the me. cosmetic. Yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Just because I'm not going to use, I was thinking, oh, should I get the, the house key or something else? I'm like, I'm barely playing Lighthouse as it is. Mm-hmm. Never mind doing key runs, which is also something I don't really do. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm going to get something that looks cool in every raid. Let's just do that. It's It's yeah. better. But, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't looked since then. I still, I still have one. I still have another one because I have two, and it's just sat there with a hundred out of a hundred because I never go to lighthouse and I never go to the car. So maybe I'll trade for something else. Who knows? But I quite like having one copy, just just to have it. Yeah. 
But it seems, yeah, what, what do you get at the moment? A military power filter, military corrugated tubes, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's probably worth about, according to the market, somewhere between 500k and a mil, I think. Mm. I mean, if someone put up an offer, I would pay a mil for it to have it. But, but yeah, I... um. Yeah, I was I guess I was curious what you thought about the hundred uses because when it first came out that that was a change, um, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to see how it played out, but I didn't really didn't think it was quite enough to possibly going to solve a problem they were trying to solve. I think that's what they were trying to do. I mean, I, I assume so because sort of the old issue with the system was that. You buy a key once, you never had a, like, it was just a one-time transaction, kind of like a lot of the other systems in the game. So they're they're trying to, like, make it a bit more interesting or balance it. I'm not really sure what the reason is, but I almost just feel like it isn't quite enough because I have, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I can't be, I'll have to check what my lowest key is, but I can't imagine it's below 80. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I I think even fifty probably wouldn't make that much difference to right. most keys. So a hundred is analogous to no limit for most mm-hmm. people, unless you're really hitting it hard. I think there's a very there's a very small percentage of players where the hundred limit probably matters. Yeah, yeah, and so the lower you make it, clearly the more people that impact. So it depends on exactly what player behavior they're after. Right. Do they want to just increase the scarcity of the ability to access those rooms? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a valid reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Does it do that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not the way it is now. I mean, my 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 just finger in the air guess for this would be that something in the region of fifteen to twenty would feel probably the best. But that's a, that's just a guess because that gives you enough goes at it, but you can't just spam it forever. It would feel scarce, but it would feel like you yeah. had a good go. Yeah, because in that twenty seems runs, like a pretty good number. In twenty runs, you'd hope that law of averages would say that you'd at least get something decent. Because I know some people get some really awful stuff out of the rooms, right? Uh, but you'd think in twenty runs that you'd get something good. Yeah, you might still get unlucky, but averaging it across, it's not like the key's got three uses. And you get three matches three times the mark to him, and that's it. It's gone. I feel like that would be okay. And I still don't think it would affect that many people because people go to all sorts of different maps. It's only people who are very dedicated to doing very specific loot runs, maybe on Shoreline, maybe in dorms, you know, the Mark Key, those kind of things, right. and Marin right. Key. Right. I think only those ones would really get hit by it. But I, I, I don't know. I still think, yeah, anything above 50, I just don't think it has an impact particularly. Yeah, I also, as you said, I kind of just question what's the goal, what's the objective for this change, and I'm not too sure, you know, do they want to make it ease more value, more, like, retain their value throughout the wipe period? Um, That, that would kind of make sense, because that was sort of the biggest thing was like yeah you joined late wipe and every key was like literally uh, almost every key was at the price that it sold to the vendor <laughs> like that was the max like 
it was except for like marked room keys and and he like even factory key stays at its vendor price for most of the wipe if not the whole wipe i don't know but yeah i'd be interested i mean you know me i'd i would be interested to see a he's outside the container and yeah they're unlimited uses but you know it's sort of like this revolving door where it's <laughs> pun intended where you know you you use the key a Maybe you survive twice and you got to use it twice and then you died and someone looted it and now they got to use it a few times, you know, something. Exchanging hands, I don't know. Maybe a little bit more interesting, but... Yeah, that's kind of nuts, but... I don't, That would change the game quite a bit. Yes, it would. I don't know, I'm not... Oh gosh, I'm not even... Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that because that's... Like, would people just not go with the... With the... Would they, people just leave them in their their stash and just never use them or would the keys be much cheaper i suppose yes there's like there's a lot of ways that that goes yeah i think there's too many there's too many impacts for that to just go oh yeah well clearly this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen it's like it impacts the whole value proposition of keys in general keys are all then much cheaper so then people are more willing to run them but then they're gonna die with them more which is the whole reason why they're cheap in the first place so but then maybe some of them wouldn't be because they're still scarce. So the scarcity things, you know, dorms marked is still going to be really rare. So that will, even if it's, I don't know. That's Sounds like one. something that needs to be test. Nudge, nudge. Mikita rub, rubbing shoulders. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine how annoying that would be though? Trying you get like key for your quest, and then you have to go in. I mean, yes. to be fair, it would, it would, it would make you. That would, you know, that's the the quest that would maketh you a man from a boy, kind of thing. You know, if you think that going in with certain loadouts is scary, going in with the one key that you have to complete, the stupid put the marker down sure. in dorms marked room or something, and you have one. If you die, that's it; it's gone. This is the problem with me and and stuff related to this is, I'm never like. I never really, when it comes to like tinkering stuff, I've never really been like a slowly turning the knob to cook the frog. I've just been like, all right, take them out of the, the pond and throw them in the boiling water, you know? <laughs> Let's see, science, what happens? You know, that's kind of just how. <laughs> oh, oh, he he burns, he dies terribly. Yeah. <laughs> terribly. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was a little too hot, maybe. That's kind of the problem with me when it comes to these things. I just, I don't know why I just like. So I, I, we got this thing. Let's. What if we did something completely different? What would happen? Yeah. All right. The other thing I wanted to mention, and then that's gonna be it for me, was um, I did some testing with the breathing. Ah, last, interesting. A couple of weeks was it last week? A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned I killed a guy. I put him on his visor, and my PMC was just like, you know, <laughs> having sex with his. <laughs> Just some deep, deep breathing. So, I got some notes here. Alexandria is bad. <laughs> and Sergi is maybe worse than Alex. And what I, what I mean by that is the breathing's really loud. And there is a background noise that is coming through. That's like, you could describe it as static. And it's really annoying because it's within that frequency that like 
bushes, like right. rustling bushes would sound like. But just imagine you have something that sounds similar to that, just like in between each heavy breathing that's going on. Like it, it sounds like a running faucet. It's really bad. And I suspect it's probably where they recorded someone breathing, right? So you're going to like, you know, if you think about how am I going to record my breathing? Okay, let me exaggerate my breathing. But then also let me boost it up and post. But when you boost it up and post, maybe you pick up some background noise. I don't know. There's like a thousand other things that can happen. But I think Mikhail, I'm probably butchering all these names. I'm really sorry. But Mikhail is okay. Is, and, that, and I think that's the new one that they added. I could be wrong. And there's some static, but in between the breathing, you can hear it once he finishes his breath. And then it cuts off. So it's like they added a gate there, like a noise gate mm. to, to cut that off. So if you're a bear and you want to run facial a lot, you can change your voice to McCall and save yourself the hassle. And it's better. It's the most usable one. I mean, it's even his sprinting out of breath is not that loud, which I like. Mm. The other thing that I, that I tested and confirmed is if you have a helmet with a face shield and it's in the down position in your stash and you equipped it, when you're loading the raid, you will hear the breathing. When you spawn into the raid, the breathing will stop. And you will not have the breathing. Until you take off your face shield, like lift it up, and then put it back on in the raid. Now, I don't, I'm 90% sure if you take off your helmet in your backpack and put it on, it doesn't fix anything and quote unquote like it does you can't it's a one-time yeah. deal the other thing i noticed with some of the um or, or sorry I, I think it's all of them actually is when you do have the breathing with the face shield and all, everything i'm saying is only i can only confirm for bear you know i don't know if it's ever you say but when you do have the breathing when you lift up the face shield the breathing sound still plays because it's a segment and loop. It's on loop, essentially. Yeah. So let's say it's a one minute recording, whatever. If you lift up your face shield at the very start of the recording, it has to play, and I think this is a bug, it has to play the whole entire breathing recording until it says, okay, now we stop the loop. And it's really, it's pretty annoying. Um, so you just kind of maybe if you're like a super meta gamer and you figured it out or you got thousands of hours, you know exactly when to lift your face shield so it cuts off right at that second. But I thought that was interesting as well. So facts from church yeah. today. That's good. That's good. The the other thing that really annoys me about that mm-hmm. is when you when you get hurt in raid and then you heal your status effect therapist and then you forget to heal your pmc and then you go into the hideout and the guy's like ah, oh god oh god and you just can't get it to turn i'm like please no no please, no heal with the grizzly heal him no stop making the noise and it's awful it's it's awful it honestly you've got someone just dying in your ears yeah and it's terrible and i'm sure that's probably even worse as bad but it's it's bad as you say <laughs> yeah yeah Along the same vein, but no, that's that's interesting because yeah, I don't think I've not done any testing, but I don't think USEC has anywhere near the same problems at all with the visors and the breathing sounds. You still you have the breathing sounds, but they're not they're not on the same level. 
by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that that visor down into the raid, you don't have the breathing bug because it's but it is bug really is still in it's one of my favorite bugs yeah <laughs> mine too <laughs> but, but i've not used many face shields this this wipe so i didn't really know mm-hmm. but that's that's good to know because that really does make face shields you know pretty decent as long as you make sure that you stay in areas where you're going to keep it on and it's yeah. okay i did actually get a multi-ballistic from somebody Mm-hmm. And this is another. I think this was another random PMC. But I didn't actually. I didn't kill them. Someone else killed them. This is on factory. And I picked up the. Um, I picked up the dude's face shield, and either I, I think I hit him in the head, but he had the face shield on, and I just had awful ammo. And then someone else like swept his legs out from behind, and then we were just like, oh, and shared the loot. Um, and it had it was it's thirty nine out of forty, dude, and it's got a huge crack right in the middle, oh, no. and I can't repair it. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. So when you can't repair, you can't get rid of the crack. Right. And then it's, yeah. So it's just bad. I don't know. I'm just going to have to throw, just use it on a throwaway run or something and hope I get shot in the face with buckshot. Something like that. Yeah. I don't really know how you could do it. I did see some people were discussing how to cheese. I don't remember where I saw this, but cheese the Zabralo quest where you got to get under 50%. Mm-hmm. And they were saying you go to Nightwoods, hopefully you spawn next to the minefields, you hit one minefield, repair, heal yourself, you hit another minefield, repair, heal yourself, you throw a grenade, die on, dive, you know, dolphin dive on the grenade, make sure your Zabrala is insured, and hopefully that'll be enough damage that when you get it back through insurance, it'll be 50%. I was like, dang, that's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta give credit what credit's due. That's good. I didn't realize mines damaged your armor. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Apparently, because I know I remember they changed nades to do that. Yeah, because people were complaining, right? That like nades were the best metagame strategy of all time because you just nade somebody and then they've got pristine killer, and yeah, face shield and all this stuff back when you could wear all of those things. So they changed it, yeah, you know, way back, so you couldn't do that anymore. But yeah, that's that's smart. That's 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 a good idea. Good idea. I always end up uh, this this one actually got well. You could say lucky or unlucky with that one because I ended up finding one and i can't even remember where or how but i found one under 50 percent durability and just kept it in my stash until i needed it and i was thinking well i'm partly lucky because i can just hand it in and it's easy mm-hmm. but i'm partly unlucky because in a previous wipe that would have made me five mil and then i would have gone to <laughs> you know fabricated my own zabralo because i don't normally buy one I, I just do it myself but i had a find and raid one and i in previous wipes i would have sold it on the fleet yeah for a, a, a hefty sum <laughs> um but this time i couldn't so i just had to use it myself which is a bit bit sad but normally when i do do it myself i, I tend to just go into factory with something stupid and just have a huge the biggest helmet i can physically buy and just romp around shooting people it's normally what i do but i don't know what i do this wipe actually because i can't get a lot of the metery helmets but i'd find i just find the biggest helmet that i can and just go around just cosplaying as the heavy or something or kill himself <laughs> one or the other and just do that until until you get it um i think the barter is relatively cheap for it. i haven't actually i haven't really checked the level the the class sixes this way i think it's around like just under 300k because yeah, it's like four right. okay. yeah four thermites four tp 2000s i think i saw because i was looking at some armor barters earlier something mm, like this yeah so. It's always been relatively cheap, that one, I thought, anyway. Yeah. Because people don't I, really like it that much. 
Yeah, I want to try. Um, once I get max strength, try wearing that armor, and see if like, is this viable? Is this meme or meta with max strength? Because in theory, you wouldn't have any of the weight penalties. Yes, you have the movement penalties, but that's kind of offset by the fact that you have max strength a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting. Be kind of interesting. I see what you mean. It's kind of like okay, well, it's minus thirty-five percent move speed or whatever, but I have plus. 16% move speed for max strength. And so it's like I have minus 16% move speed. So it's, right. a, it's a bit like using the current when you're level 15. And it doesn't weigh anything because you have max strength. Yes. So it's like, hmm. Like I think in theory, it doesn't sound like the worst idea. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like the worst idea ever. I agree. But I'm intrigued. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It would take me another 600 raids. Gotta get them shotgun magazines in my backpack. <laughs> and you'll never want to play the game again, but hell, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have max strength. <laughs> I'll have max strength. <laughs> we got any uh, closing thoughts? Anything else, Kigo? No, I think, that's, I think that's about it. I'm hoping to actually play a bit more this week. That would, yeah. be, that would be good. That would be, that would be real nice. Um, it's actually quite it was kind of handy that i had a whole bunch of playtime before then but yeah as i said i just had like just had a really stupidly busy like kind of fortnight in general um so i was actually amazed that i even went and managed to get up the to the next quest level but yeah it's because i did the ophthalmoscope thing through the through the the case and, and did it that way so i'm still you know still working my way towards stuff but yeah it, it would be good I, I don't know this wipe still feels great though honestly it, it still feels really good to me and I've, there was a few comments on youtube that um some people were saying oh it's gonna be you know it's gonna be really rough mid mid wipes can be awful and um someone actually popped up i think today saying hello it's me i'm a new player and mid wipe and i think maybe they were experienced before i don't know but they came back and said well it, it's fine because you still you have like the the ump with with match fmj <laughs> and it kills everybody i was like okay I got all the the equalizer, so yeah. there, there is op, there's options and it, and it works. And lots of people still using class four, and it, it still feels good. It still feels good. So I'm excited to get a bit more a bit more game time in. That's that's what that's my closing thoughts. Get more game time in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking this earlier when you're talking about ballistics. Is it feels like a lot of the ammo is like within that. The the common ammos, I should say, M six two, M eighty, five five A one, five six A one, even pushing M eight five five, FMJ, AP, uh, APC, whatever the the ump, AP yeah. ammo, um, the, all these ammos kind of sit within this like three to four BP, three to four to five range, and that's kind of like four and five is basically the armors we're seeing a lot. So I think it does sort of feel there's a little bit of, of work you got to do to get some of the other stuff, some more than others, but yeah, I think it does kind of equalize itself in, in some ways. Yeah. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. We got a new, a couple of new features like the rollout in the future is, um, Potentially doing a live, an event in the Discord 
where we'll be doing the show, and at a certain part of the show, we'll take, I don't know, open mic. You guys will have the stage. I have to look into it, but essentially you can, uh, audience members, quote unquote, can raise their hand, and then, you know, we'll get the floor, and you guys can ask your question or share topic or whatever, you know, tell us about your grandma who, you know, we just shoot, shoot the shit as to say. And, um, yeah, we've got a, there's a poll in there. I like, like to get some more data in the discord, uh, talking about where have you found your lab cards? And right now, I think the majority has been from playing as a player scav. I like to get some more data before we can like draw some sort of conclusion. And um, yeah, appreciate the support, guys. I see all the comments. Someone actually just commented not like before we started about the TX15. I was like, yeah, I've been I've been playing. If I'm going to ask Giga about it, <laughs> meme or meta? <laughs> I like meme or meta. Cool. We should do that again. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Cool. Well, with that, guys, we will. Wrap it up and catch you next time. See you later.